Down the Lines podcast with Tyler Hunt. It's storming outside because Brian Kelly's just raining in these recruits. That's a go, Tigers. You know, Joe Burrow, he was the one. (laughs) What's Brian Kelly going to do? I don't know. And now your host, Tyler Hunt. Hello and welcome to episode number 137 of Down the Lines. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the defensive front seven. The big boys on defense. The hog mollies up front. The defensive line and the linebackers. The position group that's possibly the strongest on the team and the one that's possibly the biggest question mark. But we're excited about this group. On the last episode, I talked about the defensive backfield and how I think that the defensive backfield, even though it is a completely different unit than last year, will be better. I think that this defensive front seven, especially up front, is going to be, uh, has the potential to be dominant. And with Jamar Kane and Matt House as the coaches, I think that it has the possibility of being very, very good. I'm, I'm going to start with Matt House because uh, I really haven't talked about him yet. Um, He coached linebackers at Kansas uh, City, the Chiefs, the last few years. Went to two Super Bowls. Part of very, very good teams there. Before that, he coached, he was defensive coordinator at Kentucky. And that means a lot because, one, Kentucky's defense, his third year there, when he finally had his whole system in um, and he had his players in there, took a huge leap forward. Now, does that mean his defense is going to be bad this year and next year, and then in 2025 it's going to be great, or 2024, whatever year that is, it's going to be great? That's possible. I'm not going to say it's not. But I don't I don't think so. I think that this year he has playmakers. He's going to get this defense going in the right direction. I think it's going to be better than last year, and a Hell of a lot better than the worst defense that LSU has ever put on the field in 2020 when you had a defensive coordinator who just didn't care. Last year, you had a defensive coordinator, and it was his first time being a defensive coordinator. And you could tell as the season went on, and he learned a few more things, got more comfortable with it, the defense got better. This year, you hire a defensive coordinator who has done it before, in the SEC, knows what to expect, knows how to call plays, knows how to put players in the right position, knows different schemes, who has a plan. And I think that is the biggest part of why Matt House is one of the biggest hires that Brian Kelly made. And I think it's going to play dividends because if this defense can be top half in the SEC can be the 
sixth, seventh best defense in the SEC, which I think is very possible. I think you go eight and four at the worst and possibly win nine games, possibly win ten games, which would be huge for a first season under Brian Kelly. And so who does Matt House have helping him coach the defensive front seven? Jamar Cain. And I didn't know a lot about Jamar Cain until I started reading up on him. If you look at what Jamar Cain has done as a coach, everywhere he has gone, the defensive line and the front seven and the stats of the uh, say the uh, of the running game of those teams has gotten incredibly better. He was at Oklahoma the last couple of years and their defense started to make a turn and actually play decent defense. Before that, he was at Arizona State and he turned their defense from one of the worst to one of the best against the run. Fresno State, one of the best scoring defenses in the country after being 83rd in the country the year prior to him being there. So whatever he does on the defensive line, it works. And you know it works because if you look at what LSU's done in the recruiting trail, The last couple of weeks, he's gotten four or five four-star defense alignment to commit to the program. And so, if that doesn't say anything, what he's done on the field should. And whenever you put together the coaches along with... Remember yesterday I said that LSU had nothing coming back in the defensive backfield besides Jay Ward. That is opposite on the defensive line. You have Allie Gay, who had two and a half sacks last year. B.J. Ojolari, who had seven sacks last year. You've got Gerald Cherry, who's been on this team for a long time. You've got Mason Smith, who was arguably the best player on the defense last year as a freshman who had four sacks, Jacqueline Roy and Jacoby and Guillory, who were highly touted, who have made some big plays coming into the season, uh, or the last couple of seasons, you have players on the defensive line. You get Makai Wingo to come from Missouri. Um, And then you have a freshman in Quincy Wiggins, who's very highly touted coming out of high school and who could uh, vie for some playing times. And that, and I have failed to mention Desmond Little, who had two and a half sacks last year. So you have, what is that, 10, 11, 12 guys on the defensive line where you can rotate three or four uh, deep where Mason Smith doesn't have to play every single down. You want Mason Smith out there every single down because he's one of the best defensive linemen in the entire country. B.J. Ojolari, one of the best ends in the country. Ali Gay, one of the most physically, like, has one of the best physical presences on the entire team. The defensive line could be scary this year. It could be great this year. And that's just, one, because of the numbers you have. You haven't had numbers on the defensive line in a long time. And when you have, you've had someone like Ali Gay, 
who played four games last year, had two and a half sacks. If he played the entire season, he possibly would have led the entire team in sacks. Would have been all SEC, possibly all American. You get him back, if he was able to play the entire year, he could fight his way to a first-round draft pick. Ojalari looks like a first-round draft pick. Mason Smith, I almost guarantee, will be a first-round draft pick. And Jacqueline Roy and Jacoby and Guillory, they also have the talent to be up in the first few rounds of the draft. The talent on the defensive line is incredible. And so, the defensive line should be a strength of this entire team. However, linebackers? Now, I don't think your linebackers are bad at all. But I think it's possibly the biggest question mark on this team besides who starts at quarterback, which I'll get into Friday. But at linebacker, you're looking at starting Micah Baskerville and Greg Penn. Micah Baskerville, who's been here forever, he had 83 tackles last year. He has been... He is someone who has gotten better and better throughout his career. He's here for his fifth or sixth season. I don't know, with COVID, they've been here forever. But he's a guy who's going to be out there and he's going to be a tackling machine. Greg Penn... If you listen around the program, he's the next great linebacker at LSU. Or at least that that's what they think inside the building. He only had 11 tackles last year, but physically he looks the part. He has all the tools to uh he has all the tools to be a great linebacker and you're looking at setting him right there in the middle. And next to him Mike Jones Jr., who come from Cle- who came from Clemson as a starter, and he was more on the outside linebacker rover um, player. He wanted to come here, be a middle linebacker. Last year, he was kind of feeling it out. Didn't really get, um, wasn't really ready at the beginning of the season. As the season went on, he ended up having 34 tackles and a sack. Was able to get in there um, when he had a chance and was and started to play better as the year went on. Has an entire offseason. We could see if he can come in this year and take that step forward. If he can take some snaps away from Baskerville or Greg Penn. And not even so much taking snaps away from them, but being that second wave of players that come in. Because if you look behind them, you've got players like Philip Webb and Antoine Sampa, uh, a freshman Demario Tolan coming in who haven't who haven't played as much who's still learning how to uh they're still learning the game Antoine Sampa Philip Webb they've been on the team a couple years now and they have all the tools to be great they were highly touted coming out of high school if they're able to take that step forward as a sophomore and become contributors on this team. That's without mentioning Harold Perkins, who was the steal of draft day for Brian Kelly. Other than Will Campbell, the most exciting part of this uh, class, he was a top 10 national recruit who you got to commit to you over Texas A&M, who had the best draft class ever, our best 
recruiting class ever, blah, 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 whatever. They paid for it. Harold Perkins comes in. Is he going to start right away as a freshman? Maybe not, but I'm pretty sure he's going to play. I tell you what, I watched some of Harold Perkins' film. He's probably the best running back we have on this team. And he's going to play linebacker. I talked about it on our uh, New Faces podcast about Harold Perkins. I think he's going to play a lot. And as the season goes on, you're probably going to see him more and more. And if you don't see him, that means that Mike Jones took a step forward. Greg Penn is showing you what he should, what, what we think that he can do. And Micah Baskerville is continuing to get better. And that's without uh, mentioning Kobe Fields and West Weeks, who come from big programs. Kobe Fields comes from South Carolina. He didn't play a whole lot there. He wasn't a highly touted recruit coming out of high school, but it it's just like everybody else who transferred in this year for, to play for Brian Kelly, to play for LSU, to come home. West Weeks, he played 11 games at Virginia last year, and he started one. Those two guys, those two guys add depth. Because if you look, if you look overall at this unit, there's there's a whole bunch of names. There's a whole bunch of guys who could be good. Yes, Michael Baskerville has played a ton. Yes, Mike Jones Jr. has played a lot, but not where he's going to be playing this year in the middle on the in the middle of the defense. He's trying to prove what he's trying to prove what he came here to do. Micah Baskerville, Greg Penn. If Greg Penn plays like they say, like they've seen in practice, yeah, he could be the next uh, Damone Clark. He can be. Um, the next great linebacker to come through LSU. But we don't know that. Same with Demario Tolan. Same with Harold Perkins. Yeah, Harold Perkins comes in as a five-star, but he hasn't played in the SEC. West Weeks hasn't played in the SEC. Antoine Sampa, Phillip Webb, neither of them have played a, ton, uh, uh, played a ton of football in the SEC. All of them highly touted. All of them potentially great players. But this linebacker group, to me, is one of the biggest question marks on the team. And I think how this linebacker group plays, how Matt House coaches this linebacker group, how they get better as the season goes on, is going to say a lot about, one, how good of a coach Matt House is. Two, how good this defense can be. And three, if LSU's defense can become a scary force in the SEC, in the NCAA, in years to come, like they like they were six, seven years ago when nobody wanted to play LSU. Nobody wanted to play against them. No one wanted to see Devin White on the other side of the ball. No one wanted to see Patrick Peterson or Tyron Matthew. Can LSU get back to that? You have 
a whole lot of depth in a whole lot of places. And overall on defense, you should be better than the last two years. And that is, one, because I believe in Matt House. I believe that as a previous defensive coordinator in the SEC, he will have a plan and he will come in here and everybody's going to know what's going on. Last year, look at look at Damone Clark. In 2020, he was the worst player on the field almost. Last year, he, he, he played his way into – he should have won the best linebacker in the country award. And that was just because he knew what he was supposed to do as the year went on. I think to start the season, you're going to see that out of this defense and out of this front seven. I'm excited to see what this defense does, what Matt House brings, and if Jamar Kane can make LSU's defensive line scary again. I think that he can, and I think that he will. And I'll catch y'all next time on Down the Lines.